It doesn't have to just be in my store when I'm having those intentional moments. It can be when I'm in the morning having devotions and praying for the Spirit on me or situations that day. Um, if I'm walking out in town or something, I can pray for interactions and um, encounters. And I believe He delivers. There's so many people in need that if we are open and willing to like pray for God to send them to us, He will. He's He wants to equip us. He wants to use us as His vessels to bring more people to the kingdom and to his love. And I love, I love the community of believers and what happens when there's more in the fold. Welcome to the Ask About My Faith podcast, where our hope is to inspire everyday faith conversations. I'm Jess. And I'm Abby. Today, we are sharing a conversation we had with Trisha Amon. Trisha grew up as the youngest of five girls into a family with deep roots of faith that taught her to love Jesus from a young age. She started a clothing and decor boutique called Farm and Thread in 2021 and opened her storefront in October 2022 in Lindstrom, Minnesota. She has so many fun stories about sharing her face starting when she was in kindergarten all the way through now seeing impact at Farm and Thread. God is using her in amazing ways and we're excited to share her stories with you. Let's jump in by hearing her faith story. Trish, it is so good to have you with us today. Yes. Thanks for having me, you guys. Let's see. How, um, as we kind of get to know you, starting with how you yourself came to know the Lord. Was there someone that shared their faith with you? Was it something you grew up just knowing? Share a little bit about that with us. So I grew up in a Christian home, and my mom, who led me to the Lord at age four, mm-hmm. was, is someone that loves deep conversation, and she loves the Lord. And she was, every morning I would get up early and sneak upstairs and mom would be sitting on the chair with it's dark out still reading her Bible, doing her morning devotionals. And you could go crawl in her lap and she'd talk about it with you. Mm. And so she's always instilled like that deep faith in us girls from a young age. And we got to see her model that. Um, and I remember at four, I was like in my bedroom. I don't know what I was doing. My mom was in there, my older sister, and I was asking questions about Okay, so I understood that you have to somehow, you got to do something to be able to go to heaven. I, I was picking up mm. that much from that age and asking questions. And so I started asking my mom more questions about that. And she was like, well, you know, you got to ask Jesus into your heart and ask him to forgive your sins and how that works. And she's like, do you want to pray that prayer? And I was like, yeah. And I was so excited. So my mom and my sister um, sat with me and did like the repeat after me prayer. And I was so excited. And then all of a sudden I just started crying right afterwards mm-hmm. because I thought about my best friend at that time that came over to our house a lot because my mom did daycare. And so I saw her every day and I realized, I don't think she's asked Jesus into her heart and I don't think she's going to go to heaven if she doesn't do that. So I was just like crying. Oh. Um, like, sad. My mom's like, well, then that's the good news is you get to share that with her and she can do the same thing. And so that's an exciting thing still. Mm-hmm. So that was my first experience with um, asking the Lord into my heart, having that faith and mm-hmm. also introduced to how to share the gospel and wow. that we get to share that piece. It's not just for us to keep in. Yeah. Wow. So from the age of four, wow. you've been, you've had it on your heart to share the Lord with other people. 
Yeah. Did you did you get to share your faith with your best friend then? I did. I was <laughs> I was definitely that obnoxious kid <laughs> at school that like I wouldn't say obnoxious, but like obnoxious about my faith, where sure. like I just I get very passionate about certain things. Mm. And I was very passionate from a young age about my faith. So if there was a kid being bullied or if there was someone in the class like I just always looked through their pain because my mom always talked about that mm, stuff, right? Like wow. well, they're probably acting out for a reason or they're probably bullying because maybe they have a bad home life or this or that. So I always had a different perspective and that's thanks to her. Um, so I feel like I was always trying to tell my classmates from a young age about Jesus. Um, and I don't know if that's considered a spiritual gift or what God has put on your heart mm. about you reach people here, but um, feel like I fail in so many other things, but for whatever reason, that has been like the lens he's given me is for people. Mm. I'm thankful for that. And I'm learning so much each day about how, what that looks like and how to act on that. Yeah. Do you, could you share a story from when you were younger and sharing your faith as like a, as a kiddo? Yes. <laughs> so kindergarten one year after I got saved wow there was I still remember his class or his class name is PD and he was kind <laughs> of like the not popular kid um mm. he got picked on he was a little weird and but he was sweet and I always felt so bad for him and I remember some other kids like picking on him and and I got so frustrated I just like stepped in and I was like, you can't call him those names mm. and blah, 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 and told him off. And then I sat down with him and just was like, do you know God loves you? And wow. like, I just started like telling him about Jesus and he mm. um, wanted to pray that prayer. And I was just pretty much copying what my mom had done with me the year prior. And after that, we were like attached at the hip. He would always follow me around and thought I was like, so great. But I think it was because someone took the time to like see mm-hmm. him yeah. and introduce him to something. And um, that was my earliest experience, I think, with like sharing um, really salvation with someone. Yeah. When you're still trying to understand yourself as a kid, totally. right? Like everything <laughs> is so simple to you. Um, so to me, it was simple. Like, why doesn't everybody want to, you mm. know, say this prayer, like love God and yeah. Um, yeah, that was probably like what a younger story. Yeah. Of me. Do you happen but, to recall at all if if there were any visible changes in how how he lived or how he interacted with other kids at school? Yeah, I would. I would say every time, whether it was when I was young or when I was older, or whether I've witnessed someone else leading someone to the Lord, there has always been an abundance of joy in that mm. moment. Um, either crying, usually when you're older, not when you're kids, but just like this pure joy, yeah. like this innocent joy, especially in kids, you get to see that like mm-hmm. um, children are born believers. And so just giving them the answers and directing them to that light, it's like they are excited. And that's what we were born to be in our nature, right? It's just joyful to the Lord yeah. for his love for us. Mm-hmm. And like that part to me is like, Makes me cry happy tears. Uh-huh. <laughs> but like definitely. I love that. And he so yeah. needed that. I love that. How fun. Do you remember how you felt as a kindergartner sharing your faith and walking him through this salvation prayer? Yeah. I felt like I just felt pumped. 
Like, mm-hmm. you know, like when you think about like before a game, like a basketball game, you're in the locker room, <laughs> you're getting all hyped up. Yeah. It like feels like that of like another one in the kingdom. Like you're just, you're excited for them. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the Holy Spirit, even from a young age that's in us, that that comes out of us, right? Like yeah. they're rejoicing in heaven and it talks about the, how many angels rejoicing for the one repenting sinner. And it's like mm-hmm. that comes out of us too. We celebrate with them. We feel with them. Even if we don't hardly know them in those moments, they become part of the family. You know, what's so interesting is we've really seen a a common theme, which is there's no junior Holy Spirit. And we've seen that yep. in a different, like a couple different contexts and people. And it is, it's so true that even as a kiddo, I mean, sometimes our faith is even stronger because there aren't all those questions in theology and, mm. uh, and extra yep. voices in our head, but that God really is using uh, us as, as children too. And we shouldn't discount kids in uh, when it comes to sharing their faith. Absolutely. The gospel really is a simple message, Yeah, you know, and and we complicate it with asking, like you said, all those other questions Mm -hmm. and, but it's such a simple, it's such a simple message that, you know, kids can get it. Mm -hmm. Kids can get it when we let them, yeah, hear hear the Holy Spirit in the way that he wants just the most basic truths. Trish, I know you have a story about your nephew who shared his faith as a, uh, as like a five-year-old. Can you share that story? They were in, I believe, kindergarten, and it was during COVID. And one of the little girls in his class, her dad was passing away from mm-hmm. COVID. He was in the hospital, and it was a really mm-hmm. sad situation. And she was having a hard time in class. Um, and the students knew why. And he like got out of his desk and like went over and put mm-hmm. his hand on and started like praying for her Wow! at like five, six years old. And I was just like, isn't that just the purest like Ugh. form, like the heart of God of like how many of us like, or me personally too, uh-huh. like someone hurting and it's like, you're praying for them silently, but like, do we have the faith to like walk over and lay hands on them and pray for them? Right. Like he did. And I was just like, mm. oh. As adults, they so easily... <laughs> just set aside the importance of that. And, you know, like you said, we pray silently, which mm-hmm. is something, but what a difference it makes when we go and pray for them with them and over yeah. them. Yeah. <sighs> and how old is he? He, I think he was five at the time, <sighs> five or six. Wow. Yeah. Well, it seems like you have really deep roots from the generations and even um, just from like a young age, but I wonder what would be your like motivation uh, or the reason why you share your faith? Can you, can you share with our listeners? Yes. So I would say that through life, when it throws curves, curveballs and everything is chaotic. The one thing that grounds me is God and his Mm -hmm. love. And every time I lean into that more and that love oozes through you genuinely, when you experience that there's freedom in that. Mm -hmm. And that changes your lens for people. Yeah, Like people, other people going through hard stuff. I want that to ooze through them during those times, or I want them to experience that freedom too. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I don't know. And that's the Holy Spirit moving in us when he gives us that heart. That's his heart for his people. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I would say to bring freedom, freedom and 
obviously you want them to spend eternity with God. That's why he came sent his son for us. Um, and it, I don't think that's ours to keep in. I think we are called and, you know, that was one of his commands, go out and preach the good news to all the nations. So I don't want to hide that. It wasn't, uh, hey, you know, if you feel like it, go and, you know, share about me. Yeah. It was a command. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love too that you mentioned um, that in times of chaos, that's really where we can come in and be a light and, that's where so many people, you hear so many stories of people in their most broken places, you know, the the they're at the very bottom, places they didn't even imagine. And that's when they come to know the Lord as, mm-hmm. you know, their, their hope, their Savior, their Lord, the Redeemer. Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's, um, let's hear another story, Trish. I know that— um, your workplace, your boutique, is one of the places that gives you great opportunity to share about the Lord. Do you have a story from maybe a recent time that you were able to do that? Yeah. So I will preface it and say that when I started the boutique, I very much prayed over it and my husband prayed over it as a way to be a ministry. And we didn't know what that would look Mm. like. It was kind of like, well, once we start making profit off it, I would love to be able to donate, you know, money to some organization, Christian organization, or like somehow start ministry through it. And I didn't know what that looked like at all. Well, I didn't realize as soon as the doors opened and having a physical location that like it is a light in and of itself Mm -hmm. and a ministry. Self and um, the amount of of people that have come in and broken down in front of me. Mm. Um, I'll have like Christian music playing. I do a lot of like SU worship, Maverick City, very spirit led like worship. If you've ever listened to it, I love it. Mm-hmm. And it gets the Holy Spirit moving in the place, and people step in and they feel a different atmosphere. Um, I have you know Christian mugs or devotionals for sale in there too. So that people kind of tell, they put it together like, Oh, yep. She's a believer Mm. or she believes in Jesus. And it creates great conversation with a lot of already Christians. So it creates this community in the community Mm -hmm. of Christians um, to kind of encourage and spur each other on. And then it allows you to meet people that are just at their like breaking point and you didn't know it until they just like let their walls down with you. Um, Mm. And specifically, if you're looking for a specific story, um, I had this lady come in probably a couple months, two or three months ago. So not too long after I had opened Mm. my grand opening. And it was just her and I in the store. It was a slower day. And there was a Zach Williams song on, and I don't remember the title of it, but part of the song, he talks about his Bible's no longer a coaster. Mm. His bed's a coaster for his beer bottle. And, um, I think, I don't know his full story, but I, is he a recovered alcoholic or somehow the song mm. was talking about a past and his story with alcohol. Mm. And this lady, she's kind of probably in her sixties, I would say, um, pauses by the speaker and she's just like dead still listening to this song. And I'm thinking like, Oh no, I always have this anxiousness of like, am I going to turn people off by mm. like having music in here? Is it going to be offensive? Am I too pushy? Like, no, no, I think it's good. Um, Racing through my mind, right? Like, what is she thinking? All those questions. Yes. And then all of a sudden she just starts like talking to me about how much she struggled with alcohol her whole life and just kind of had a rough, 
a rough lifestyle, um, didn't know the Lord and found out she had cancer this mm. last year Wow! and it changed her mind on everything. And she quit alcohol and, um, has been working on so many things in her life. And just like, if I, I don't know how to explain the presence, have you ever been in a situation with like someone where you feel the emotion and the connection mm. so strongly? Mm-hmm presence of the Holy Spirit there, you just feel like weeping or like praying over them. And it's like, I normally wouldn't have the courage to, to be that vulnerable or emotional with someone, but it was just there between us. And I could tell she was just at this moment of like desperation in her life of searching. And I got to just like tell her like how much God loves her. And we both were crying. (laughs) And She was like, I know I need to go to church. I know I need to like figure this stuff Mm -hmm. out. I was able to recommend a local church that she lived nearby um, that I have friends that go to. And it just became this really, it wasn't anything where I led her to the Lord. I I didn't feel like it was my place in that moment to, and I didn't know if she already had or not, but she was clearly searching and didn't grow up in like a church or faith. And so we talked about more life stuff and she ended up coming back the next week and coming in the store and I gave her a big hug and she was like, you know, I never tell anyone personal stuff like that. I just want you to know that was not normal. And I was like, well, you know, I'm not going to say her name, but you know, that's, that's normal when the Holy Spirit moves. And I think yeah. that meant that was what you needed to do in that moment. And look at now we are going to have a friendship here. And she's like, oh yes, we are. And she was, <laughs> now she comes back and sees me like every couple of weeks um. and ask her how her treatments are going for cancer. And um, like after meeting her, she was on my mind every single day. And mm. I just was like praying, praying, praying over her and over her cancer. And when mm. we met, she would, I'd be like, how is it going? And she was like, you know what? It's actually been going really well. She was like, it's one of those things where I could go any day, but like from the type of treatment they have right now, they're giving her these shots that make her comfortable. And wow. she was I have been so comfortable. I haven't had any pain and I believe that's of God. Mm, yeah. Um, and there's just this, this light in her mm. that's different. And yeah. I'm convinced she's found Jesus in that time. And um, every time I see her, we get teary eyed and give each other a big hug and then talk life and updates. And I'm just so thankful. Like God used that moment mm. and that song to like break that barrier with her. And you've created a really safe place mm. in in your store and just, you know, the environment that that you kind of carry around you. I don't know. Is that a thing? But mm-hmm. um, you just create that safe space around you. And, you know, if you had felt threatening or if you had felt like you didn't really care um, and if you didn't step in to share that moment with her, everything could have played out very different. Yeah. Yeah, I always think about the Holy Spirit is the one that really guides and leads people in their heart. You know, we can set the tone, we can be the light, but like ultimately the Holy Spirit is the one that comes in and convicts. So the best way for me to reach people is to set that atmosphere, right? Is to make sure that, you know, I'm by no means a perfect person, but am I staying humble? Am I putting God first? Am I inviting him into the space? That's the, I think people overthink creating that. And I'm like, honestly, 
anytime I've asked God to show up, just simple, like, you know what? I don't know what's going to look like God, but I want you to show up in this space or in this day or in this moment that I'm going to go into. And he does. Mm-hmm. And I'm like that. I found myself praying that more when I realized like how much it works. Like, wow. He does show up and he is there. And it makes a difference to pray over a meeting or to pray over a place or a mm-hmm. space, right? Like his presence is there mm-hmm. and it's moving in people. Thank you so much for taking some time to listen to the first half of our conversation with Trisha. Next week, you'll hear more stories of how she's seeing impact in her business and within her day-to-day life. Please follow us on social media and you can always check out our website, askaboutmyfaith.com. I love Trisha's advice at the end of this story here to start with prayer and that God will show up. We can't wait to share more with you next week. God bless. God bless.